You are listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. This is Victoria, your dog guru, and today my voice is hoarse. I'm very sorry. There's not a lot I can do about it. I'm telling you on the front end. Um, the facts are that recently uh, the allergens have been just really getting me. So I wanted to stick with our podcast, but my voice is definitely not as pleasant, despite the fact that I just finished a whole gulp of tea. Uh, but I'm going to make this brief for you guys. So we're going to talk about something fun today. I wanted to talk about toys. Um, Jessica wrote in and was wondering what kind of safe toys were available for puppies. Uh, my sister recently was asking me, she's got a new puppy. She was recently asking me what kind of chews um, and or bones are safe for dogs. We've kind of touched on the safe for chews uh, or safe chewable items before, but today let's talk about toys a little bit more and I will kind of reiterate on uh, what's safe to chew also or for that matter, what I try and avoid. Okay, so first thing up, uh, I really like to bring this up a lot, and you've probably heard it if you've listened to my podcast before, but I love the Kong toy. I like it because it's versatile. I like it because it's a toy even when it's not filled, um, but you know, you can use it as a visual marker if your dog you know, hasn't been lured before, um, isn't great at eye contact. This is something that you can use for that. So they look like little rubber beehives. They come in a couple of different colors, red, black, blue, pink, those sorts of things. Kong, uh, as a company, as a brand makes other toys, but I'm referring to the rubber stuffable, um, toys and they do make biscuits that you can put in there and they also make, um, kind of a peanut butter and a cheese whiz filler. Uh, but if you want to know what I do, I take peanut butter and I put it on the inside and I freeze it the night before. And then if I have a dog that's an anxiety case and I know I'm going to be leaving, I give that to them before I leave. So this way we have an immediate distraction from what the fact that I'm leaving, um, and something positive to replace my absence. So that's one thing that I use, uh, and I have it for my dogs and I've always recommended it for client dogs. The other thing that I use quite frequently, and this is for dogs that are problem solvers is a buster cube. Now, the crappy part <laughs> is they're a lot harder to track down these days. You have to find them on eBay pretty much. Um, and it's called a Buster Cube, so B-U-S-T-E-R. And um, they kind of look like a game board die. So like, um, you know, a set of dice, but it's just the one. <laughs> uh, and you put treats in the center of it, you twist it up, and it's got all of these little divisions within the inside of it that make it a lot more difficult to get the treats out of. Um, and they're a lot harder to destroy for even 
heavy duty players. The drawback being they are made of hard plastic. So if you're in a house that's got hard floors, it's not going to be nice on your ears. Uh, but I've seen dogs that either are picky eaters or defensive resource guarders or just have a lot going on upstairs when it comes to their brain activity and they need to be entertained. For those dogs, I love Buster Cubes. They're just great. Um, there are other puzzle toys out on the market. I always caution people with t puzzle toys because sometimes they have smaller pieces and or they are more complex, meaning that your dog could get stuck or snagged in some way. So I always recommend that you do offer those, specifically puzzle toys, when you're present, when you're going to have them with an eye shot and they can't just haul it away and ingest something that you don't know about. Uh, but other puzzle toys are definitely available. You can check your local pet store, uh, a favorite pet boutique. They always have things like that. A lot of times, pet stores will even order specific products. So if you show them the Buster Cube, they may order it in for you as well. Okay, now the next toy might seem kind of rudimentary. Uh, and a lot of you probably have one at home. But I like soft Frisbees. I think that they, for dogs that have a prey drive, which... I have a Newfoundland that for some reason just has a killer prey drive. He's obsessed with chasing leaves, small things, bags, whatever he thinks is moving. Uh, he has to go chase it down. So for him, uh, a Frisbee was kind of an ideal choice. First, I had to teach him to, to fetch, you know, with it. So what I would do is I would toss it. And as soon as he made contact with it, sniffed it, I would praise him. Sometimes I would go and pick it up and like play tug with him, encouraging him to put his mouth on it. And then I would just toss it a closer distance than I ultimately will. You know, down the road, I can float, throw it across the park, but maybe initially I throw it 12 feet from myself. So it's not a lot of effort for him. But as soon as he makes contact with it and I give him a huge emotional reward and go, oh, what a good boy. I give him a good rub down. He gets to play tug with me. Now I've made it a huge event and he's going to want to play that game. Uh, if you want to know, that's actually how I teach fetch. I, I rarely do it with treats. I have done it with treats, but the way I just described, it's usually an emotional high that they get on that I key, I try and key up. I try and get them excited about playing the game. And then they go about, you know, making sure all of the pieces of the game are together. I just have to teach each individual piece, making contact, putting it in your mouth, bringing it back, you know, those sorts of things. Tennis balls work great for that too. Uh, the thing about tennis balls is depending on the size of the mouth of your dog, they can be swallowed. I actually worked with a Rottweiler and their owner described a story. I was not there, but their owner described a story to me where the dog was running at the dog park, tripped, kind of a, not a fall, but he tripped and the tennis ball went into his throat and it came out and they didn't have to go to the emergency room or anything with him. But in the meantime, she was terrified because the dog wasn't breathing and she had to give her dog the Heimlich. <laughs> so... Not to get too dramatic there, um, being that we're trying to stay light and airy for, for talking about dog toys. I often got the question, are rope toys okay? I don't like rope toys when you're not actively holding the other end. I'll tell you, I've seen them become floss in dog's teeth. I've seen them end up in stool. And to me, that's reason enough. It can twist the intestines. I, I know that does happen but it's not as common. My, my concerns are just the general annoyances that go with it. Oh, and also if you have a rug that has tassels on it, you definitely don't want to be encouraging them to use rope toys because guess what? To Fido, they look the same. Kind of in the same vein, uh, if you see a toy that looks like something that you don't want your dog to play with later on, like a foot 
for example. Yeah, obviously they are a different texture, I get that. But again, you don't want to encourage something that looks like something that you don't want them to have later. Um, or gives them this, a similar sensation. Also, when it comes to puppies specifically, the sense of tearing for certain breeds gives them, uh, it gets them all excited. It gets them all worked up. So for dogs that like that sense of ripping, you definitely don't want to have like stuffed animals because they're going to be tearing them all apart and maybe ingesting the stuffing. As a general rule, if I see a dog that's remotely destructive with a stuffed animal, I just don't buy them for them because I don't want to run the risk that they're going to ingest it while I'm not home or something like that. Um, the alternative being, you know, obviously I can give them to them when I am home and can keep an eye on them. As a general rule, I avoid toys that are plastic or latex. Dogs can have latex allergies just like people do. Um, it is less common, but you'll see kind of um, almost like white warts appear uh, in their mouths if they're allergic to latex or inflammation on the, you know, the whole gum, not just the gum line, um, not caused by something like gingivitis, for example. So that's something to be mindful of. Plastic is just something that breaks... It, it, you may have something that's like super giving and forgiving, but dogs, you know, if they wedged it some, a certain way, it could break in their mouth and cause injury. I hate to say it, but freak accidents are kind of what my business was made up out of. I, I heard all of the worst stories, um, with the best of intentions. I have to say most of the clients that I had never expected half the things that they were dealing with to ever have been problems. And some of them, you know, had nothing to do with training issues whatsoever. So um, anyway, I'm getting off topic. So what else should you do? So when we're talking about toys, um, if you have a water breed, things that float in the water are great. Um, if you have a dog that, um, for example, has instincts to dig or like terriers like to search things out, you might try um, Things like getting a few different Kong toys or things where you can hide treats inside like balls and things um, and hide them around the house and encourage your dog to seek them out. Uh, that has always been a, f a favorite. And you can also, um, more of a game than necessarily a toy, but if you have kids at home or uh, young people in the neighborhood and you're wanting to take a load off and you're okay with the play with the dog, um, you know, having somebody hide encouraging the dog to go find them is a great skill. It uses a lot of their natural instincts. It helps key them into, you know, feeling confident about themselves. And it's kind of a bonding experience. So you might think about doing that. I start really simply. I'll ask the child to, you know, hide somewhere in plain sight for the dog so that they get the idea when the dog goes and noses them, uh, not jumps on them, but just noses them and acknowledges that they found them. Then I'll go, oh, what a good dog. And I'll tell them to pet the dog. So, you know, there, there's, you know, if you have issues within your home between children and dogs, this is a safe way to get them interacting where there isn't food involved, but there is a reward involved and the dialogue is clear. It's the child hides, the, the dog goes find, and finds them. And this is a great skill if you're ever looking for them in the house and you can't find them. <laughs> I try not to jump on things that reinvent the wheel. There are some dog gadgets out there that I just love, like not a, not even necessarily gadgets all the time, uh, just handy dandy things like those chuck it arms uh, for people who don't have a lot of arm strength. Those are great uh, to throw tennis balls. You know, if you uh, 
also they have ball launchers if you're really I mean if you're either really lazy or perhaps you just don't have you have a golden retriever that wants to go after a million tennis balls a day it's a great solution you can get them at Toys R Us too you don't even have to get a dog version you can go get the kid version and just let that thing run <laughs> um I had a golden retriever client who called me and they were like this dog won't stop putting a tennis ball in my lap and while we broke the behavior and stopped it I still felt like you know, that, that wasn't just obsession. It was his way of dealing with stress that was in the home. After I kind of warmed up to the family, I learned more of their situation. It was affecting the dog and the way the dog was dealing with stress was trying to connect back with the family by bringing a tennis ball. But all of that took some learning. So in the meantime, we started doing some damage control on the owner feeling overwhelmed. Like tennis balls weren't, were just like falling from the sky constantly. And then we met the dog's needs as well by you know, doing something a little inventive, kept the thing on loop, plugged into the wall on a timer. And so every day, three times a day, he knew that timer was going to go off and he would go out the doggy door and go play. And you really can have a system like that for dogs that have obsessive personalities. You know, people think that, well, I can't ever deal with a dog that has an obsessive personality. It's all in how you channel that energy. And I'm here to tell you, I like to get inventive. So that was, that, that was one option. show will give you personal stories of inspiration, tools to help you continue on your sober living path no matter where you are in the process, and information from therapists that have been working in the field for over 20 years. Our goal is to create an online sober living community with the support you want, the tools you need, and the inspiration to keep moving forward at your toughest moments. Climb Out to Sobriety launches this week. Check out our show and our website at climboutnetwork.com. We are excited to have you become a part of our community and share your stories to help others succeed. ClimbOutNetwork.com If you want to know what I have for Baldor right now in my toy box, I've got a big fluffy giraffe toy. That's actually a children's toy that he confiscated and fell in love with and has, you know, he carries it around, but he doesn't destroy it. He has a puzzle toy ball. So it's a rubber ball. It, he couldn't injure himself with it and it's got treats inside. He has to knock it around. Sometimes I see him playing with it even when it's empty. Um, he has a cooling mat, which is near his toys. So sometimes he plays with that and I don't consider that a toy. I certainly wouldn't let them play with it because it could damage it I'm sure um but he's kind of a big dog and I'm always right here got a couple Darth Vader toys that I got at Petco uh nothing earth shattering there and then um I do have deer antlers and I have marrow bones which are also referred to as soup bones if you go to your local grocery store butcher counter uh that's where I would get them they're cheap I avoid raw hides I also avoid greenies um Anything, cooked bones are, are things that you just have to stay away from because they'll splinter or they'll chip and your dog will ingest them and they could either perforate the intestines or get lodged in their system. You don't want either of those situations. It's tough on the dog and very expensive on your bank account, so avoid both. <laughs> 
I don't have anything earth-shattering when it comes to dog toys. I don't think that you have to reinvent the wheel. I have, you know, bouncy balls. I do have a baby pool for my dogs, uh, and I fill it up. I don't leave it filled all the time. I don't want it to get nasty out there. Uh, but I fill it up. Sometimes I put ice cubes in there to keep it exciting, throw dog biscuits if I really want to keep them interested in it. But speaking generally, I mean, I just, it's like I said, I don't try and reinvent the wheel. I engage with them. You know, their time is my time. I'm not expecting a toy to replace that quality time. A quick update on Baldor for you guys. Uh, he's doing a lot better. He's gaining weight. He's finally stabilizing. And I appreciate all your well wishes. If you would like to um, contribute to the show and or his recovery, I would certainly appreciate it. You can do so at paypal.me forward slash your dog guru. You can contribute any amount you want. If you want to just contribute because you want to see the show keep going, you can also make a note as to why you're donating. Um, and like I said, I, I would certainly appreciate it. Next week, we're going to be filling our episode with your questions. So this is the time to go ahead and email us at you at gmail.com. Or you can send us a message on the Facebook group and or the Facebook page, which you can find Dog Guru Hounds on Facebook. And uh, same thing, Ask Your Dog Guru on Facebook as well. So love to find you guys on there. I, again, apologize for my voice being hoarse today. Next time, it will be a lot smoother and you'll be... Back to the audio quality you all expect. <laughs> but in the meantime, I just wanted to make sure that you had something to keep you guys occupied, just like your dogs. Have a great week, everybody. This has been Victoria, your dog guru. Namaste. You've been listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash blazingcariboustudios.